What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Four of the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 300, gentlemen. We've already done 301 and 302, but now we are all in studio to enjoy episode 300, broken wow. up into two parts, A and B. Wow. Thank you. 300A, posting on November 2nd. You guys believe it's already November? Like, we're already in yes. Thanksgiving month. We talked about this five minutes ago. I need some more enthusiasm from you My guys. mother tried to th- cancel Thanksgiving. Like, for the whole straight, world? Well, yes, for, for, an, the well, yeah, yeah, for the entire <laughs> continent of America. No, for my family. Oh, why? Yeah, Chris told me about this. It's hilarious. Because like, my because my sister's not going to be here for the mm-hmm. first time. She's like, no, nah, there's only we're going to do Thanksgiving. And battle was fought. It was you, bloody. You just be like, what about me? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did say, well, what about my kids? She was like, oh, oh yeah. I guess that's a good point. So we had an official meeting over the weekend, and uh, guess what? Thanksgiving's back on. Ceremonial All right, trial. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Civil um, War triumvirate. <laughs> 300A posting on 11.2 will be a discussion on Black Adam with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and 300B posting on 11.4 will be a discussion on season one of House of the Dragon on HBO Max, how dragon. that one wrapped up. Flying dragon. I am one of your hosts, Grayson. Love me some Pierce Brosnan Maxwell. And joining me every week as he does is Roger Black Adam Stillion. I know you love that one, Roger. Mainly because you fucking chose it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and our permanent guest, Chris, Dr. Fate mm-hmm. Bond. Yeah. How are you guys doing this week? You have a handsome beard. <laughs> did you guys even notice my goatee? Um, I mean, I was going to say something when I got down here, but... No. Let's this not is a week. Let's this not call it a goatee. Yeah, well, my sister didn't either. She came in and I go... <laughs> I said, Joan, do you like my goatee? She goes, where is it? <laughs> that's a first pro- thing she said when I, when I picked her up. That's first a proper burn, actually, so that's yeah. good. I mean, you have more hair on your uh, eyebrows than you do on your... Yeah, I have, I have decent eyebrows. Do decent you eyebrows? Have decent eyebrows? Do you consider them decent? I do consider them decent. I do consider like caterpillar eyebrows. <laughs> all right, all right. So That's good, man. I'm glad that somebody's said you had decent eyebrows and you latched onto that thank you but i grew this goatee for you guys and you guys didn't say a damn thing about it listen once it's a goatee damn we'll give you the no, power congratulations connect on the side of your yeah. mouth yeah. they don't that's the one thing i can't do it is do t- it connecting. it will take time pad one just but like give it time. see these the, the hair above my lip and below my chin will like they'll grow like super long hey, you really you strike can... me as a soul patch kind of guy let's <laughs> no, just be honest. okay we're moving on i believe hey. that's called a van dyke hey, sir you can trim that by the way you don't have to just let it all grow wild <laughs> until it all <laughs> goes in yeah. out from underneath your mouth no, you no, can no, no, still no. just and yeah how's that noise happening all right fair. you wouldn't know well, boys, this is episode 300, a very Perfect. special occasion Woo! for us. 300 of Florida Love of Cinema, Woo! a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office current and upcoming releases, what's streaming, trailers, and movies of the week. But before we get into any of that, let's talk about episode 300. Yes. You'd think we'd be better at this by now. <laughs> you think? Hey, we got we got some de- more decent mics. We do. We're we doing do. okay. Yeah, we, we have we a recent have upgrade in the studio, so we're, we're doing okay now, boys. And we actually are in together in the studio. This is the first time in a couple of months, yeah. right? It's been, it's a, while. been a while. Mainly Grayson's fault. Why well, is it always my fault? Yeah, you're not here. Well, I mean, because you're the one that hasn't been in the area. <laughs> yeah, that's so. okay. Fair. I, I, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to ask you guys. So Roger's been doing a piece longer than you have, Chris. Mm-hmm. But I want to mm-hmm. ask you guys. I've been watching. Movies this week, but every movie I've watched is a big budget. I revisited Top Gun Maverick. I've watched a ton of big budget films. Good call. I'm trying to recenter myself in what I originally fell in love with watching. Going back to popcorn. 
I've eaten some popcorn in this. No, that's what I mean, right? Popcorn yeah. movies. I mean, that's seriously. No, no, seriously. I've I've gone to the theater several times and watched some big budget movies. You know, Black Adam, of course. I'm glad that's a 300th episode because that is a big budget production. Looks good. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you guys what going into you know, of course, the holiday season, the bigger movies. What you guys look for? I've kind of got your taste drilled down, but well, light them up. What do you well, think? I know you don't like horror. I know, Chris, you like sci-fi, you like historical. He's not a big mm-hmm. horror guy either, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't like well, you're the you're a bigger horror guy than he is. I appreciate True. the horror way yeah. more because of being on this podcast, though. Fair, okay. Yeah, because um, there's just stuff that I never want to revisit from my childhood. <laughs> True. <laughs> so one, one thing about me being the ant- there, the, the not-so-horror guy yeah, yeah. is because most of those movies are bad, though. Like, and I've, talked about this, I've talked about this yep. a lot. Now, listen. I have a lot of respect for a good horror movie. Mm. Like Smile, I love that. I think I thought Smile was great. Yep. That was scary as fuck. It was. <laughs> and like that matters, right? Mm-hmm. But like most of it is jump scare garbage is yeah. why I feel that way. Um, but with movies for like me since you know we watch a lot, like more than I listen, I was an avid movie watcher, which is kind of how I ended up here after working in a movie theater and stuff. I do watch things far more critically. Uh, I am harsher to movies. I am really mean to bad movies where I probably just shouldn't care about them. Um, I come out the gate swinging on some bad movies. You do. We, we know. I want to talk about that too, but go go ahead, Roger. Um, but I do appreciate how a movie can make me feel now too because that does matter. And you know, through the years that I've been doing this, you know, I connect with different movies than I ever thought I would. And one thing I, I have always tried to be was fair to a movie when it surprised me. You know, like um, Hustlers is a great example, and I talk about that movie a lot. Like, I, I expected that movie to be an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah, you you, you ate your own feet on well, that Well, here's the thing. I fucking love that movie. I know. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is great and good for them. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I've looked like an asshole a few times. It's fine. It, well, it's but how not, can you well, possibly no, that's, know? That's true. You know? Yeah. But I've also been right a whole fucking lot. So, mm-hmm. I still stick by the mantra, bad trailer, bad movie. I I am doubling down on that now more it than rarely, ever. It rarely goes the other way. Yes. Bad movie, bad trailer, good movie. It yeah. so rarely go, yeah. goes that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's really how I feel about stuff. Uh, you know, I know, Chris, you've watched a lot more now than what you ever used to. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I've kind of said it before where I feel like I'm like the average Joe's perspective on movies when like between the three of us as we talk on the podcast. Sure. But... I, I'm a little bit further away from the average, you know, viewer now because I do criticize them as I'm watching. I never cared about that kind of stuff before. Like, Isn't that weird, right? Yeah, and even like watching like a high production thing like Black Adam, which we'll talk about. I was actually thinking about what I'm like, what I think of the movie already, and, and how, how it could have been better, how it's breaking down, weird, or why right? why is this weird? Wait, why do they do this? Like I'm questioning like the movie production and like the decisions where. Two years ago, I'd have never thought that. You'd be like, yeah. hell yeah, watch them blow shit up. Yeah, right? Yeah, and, awesome. and, like, and growing up, movies were, like, the movies for me that I really got into were, like, the sci-fi stuff and medieval fantasy stuff because that was what my childhood was all about. Sure. You know, five, you know I grew up with, you know, six cousins. We were into Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering growing up and things like that. And, it like, The Hobbit was huge for us because of that reason. The cartoon version, not the one you you know everyone Ooh, sees now. Wow! So like those were windows into those worlds where I didn't get to experience them unless it was like you know storytelling and like like some obscure border RPG game that we were playing. So this was like the way for, for like my video games and those kinds of things that come to life. But like growing up, it was just you know oh yeah there, there's a cool movie I want to see go see it and never think twice about it you know. Yep. 
I did I I didn't rewatch movies and now I kind of do cuz like I really appreciate the ones that I find that are good. Dune's like a great example of recent where like I watched that movie, I listened to that movie. I feel like Grayson when he talks about how he listens to the entire Lord of the Rings special edition cut as he's working, you know, on a week, you know what I mean? But you 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 pick up different things when there's no audio cue, you're yeah. you're listening more intently. Yeah, and true. I've I've caught dozens of movies. I mean, lately Fury um, last of the Mohicans there's a whole bunch like I catch different things I'm like oh my god that's brilliant in the sound design I never noticed that before but when you're watching things you don't tend to pick up on those smaller more intimate sound pieces because they're there for like people to pick up but people rarely do these yeah. days and like and having discussions about movies, it make it, it help, has helped me appreciate like the things that I'm watching more. Because while it's easy to hate on a bad movie, and sure. there are more bad movies than good movies, in my Unfortunately. opinion, at this point, it does really make me appreciate the good movies. Like when the, when we do get a good film, you know, like that's that eight, that nine, or that nine and a half, I really do appreciate those films way more than I used to. And even like TV stuff, series stuff that we've watched. There's a lot of bad stuff of that too. There is, but there, but the good stuff is really, like I, I don't think I would have ever watched, um, the HBO short with uh, Chernobyl. With Chernobyl, sure. I don't think I would have watched and appreciated that the way that I do. That is my favorite piece of cinema ever, and it's because of thinking about it and the work that went into it and how hard that must have been for those people. And Schindler's List before that was, you know, is my favorite film. It's like it's what I regard as. Well, you the, like the, the fun family the stuff. So yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, Take all the kids. It's a great. I like story. all the stuff that makes me want to die inside. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so like, I really do appreciate those even more. I don't think I would have if it wasn't for actually thinking about like the process of cinema. So, and I feel like I, I understand it more because I get to talk about it. I've always it's I've been pretty fortunate. Um, I was my sister is visiting, um, and the Tell first her I said hey. I'll give her the wink and the nod for you, Roger. I didn't say that. Okay, I'll tell you. Tell her you said hey. <laughs> hey, Joe. Roger said hey. Um, I've always appreciated. I've been hey. one of those very fortunate people that like I knew what I loved like super early. I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. I saw Beauty and the Beast when I was seven with my dad, and he's like, I just I saw it in your eyes, Grace, and you understood what was going on in that last battle. You understood the um, the Beast had that kind of Vietnam kind of rage when he was about to kill Gaston, and then Bell's voice cuts through all that and brings him back down. And I could just tell you got it. Uh, and then he started introducing. That was seven when I saw that, and he started introducing me to like James Cameron films and you know the Terminator and Alien. How'd that work out for you? Really well. Oh. I, I love James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, it helped me learn things. But I've always loved film. I've always, to me, film is being in love, and it's I can't, I can't make a relationship worth a goddamn. But uh, film is my longest and probably most successful relationship ever. So I'm hoping to continue that. But I do enjoy. Talking with movies about you idiots every week. I, I look forward to it because Chris always tries to troll me out. And I'm sure you sit home and think for like 10 minutes, like, how am I going to get them this week? But Does it make you feel better or worse that I don't give any thought to you in, in my outside daily life? A little worse, but okay. that's okay. That's Thanks, man. I appreciate Perfect. that. <laughs> but it's a, I, I enjoy doing this with you guys. It's a lot of fun. I think we have a good chemistry. We have a good camaraderie. We, we, we're not, we may not be right about everything, but we always have a good time. Let's... let's you may not be right. Let's just go ahead and rein that in. But right we now. usually, I can't say all the time because of, you know, some weeks in the past, but we, we usually have a good time doing it too. We usually have very good discussions and it's something I hope to keep doing. So, good. What else? Do you guys want to say anything else about? I feel like you have the most to say about watching more things, Chris, because well, you haven't watched, this well, volume is new to you. Oh, yeah. No, it, it is. It, it, it just goes back to what I kind of already said before. It, I do have a different appreciation for it now that I've, Kind of, you know, dove into 
you know what people think about it. Before I joined this, I used to watch uh, movie fights that uh, was on a different like YouTube. Is that like bum fights? It close to it, nice. uh, honestly. Um, it, it it had its heyday for like a year or two, but I, I really back. enjoyed hearing people talk about like the ups and downs of movies, like why like one movie was better than another. It's a different format than we do here, but it like that kind of sparked my interest in like actually exploring something like that. And then the opportunity came up with within this, and I really do. I enjoy the conversation and discussing film and, and, you know, not so much, you know, rating them's fine, you know, reviewing them's fine, but like the actual discussion about it, that's interesting because perspectives matter and everyone's so. different perspectives, you know, there's a, there's a lot there that you can figure out, you know, about how someone feels about certain things. I think we, you know, we're completely missing the female perspective here. I know guys, well, Grayson, no, you're, not no, you're close you, enough. Yeah, I think, you know, thank you. Yeah. But like we do have three that different, offensive, sir. <laughs> we do have three different perspectives here and that's what I'm, some, something I dig is you kind of can like, you can see yourself the every man when it comes to cinema, um, the average Joe. I'm like really hardcore into it. Um, you know, Roger, you're somewhere I'm in between. I'm an elitist prick. Yeah, there you go, elitist <laughs> prick. Which <laughs> people die every day. Roger Stillian, that's a quote. So it's just I've, that is true. I have said that many, many times. <laughs> I look forward to many more episodes. Um, so yeah, that's just how I feel. But I'm glad we're doing episode 300, and I'm glad it's Black Adam, big, big budget Hollywood, mm-hmm. huge. So yeah, big budget. But we're gonna talk about that in a little bit. However, before we talk about that, let's talk about the box office. Now, see, this, I think, is where it might be a little interesting. Because Black Adam hasn't done nearly as well as I thought it was going to. However, so this, this weekend, uh, last weekend in October, $27.7 million, bringing in a worldwide of 250 in two weeks. That's a, that's a little – I see a smile on your face because, like, it's not – I understand it's a big number. Like, Marvel, that's, that's, no, that's not near a Marvel number. It, it isn't, but this isn't Marvel. This is the highest grossing DC movie in a short amount of time since Aquaman, though. Okay. Is this so, since Aquaman? Okay. Yes. Aquaman, and Aquaman came off the tails of, of, a, of a successful DC film. Like, Wonder Woman, wasn't yes. it? Yeah, okay. That so was that amazing. Was, that so was Black right, Adam is right clawing up out of the dregs. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Well, it is, but that's important, though. And also, it's maintaining some of the, the legacy in the DC movies, which I think is weird, but well, you guys might have some insight to we'll that. Talk about, we'll talk about that a lot during the That makes the a lot actual. of sense when you really think about it, yeah, though. We'll, so. we'll talk about that quite a bit during the movie, but... This is a win for them mm-hmm. financially, yeah. at least. So that's good because Wonder Woman was not. Well, and and like we say, this is a win for them, and that's a good thing. I agree with that, and it's because you know I lean to I like Marvel better than DC, like as like properties. But I don't want to see any of these films be bad. No, no, I, I don't want, want to see all these bad. to be good because a people there are other fans of these franchises. And they want their films to be good too. Of course. So I want everything it, I watch to be good. Yeah, and it's, it's, I, I don't want my time wasted. It, That's do, the it thing. doesn't serve. It doesn't serve anyone for these movies to fail. You know what I mean? No. Besides, maybe you know, if in this specific case, Marvel versus DC. Well, but even then, it, it, the competition breeds, be, you know, yeah, better, it, better it, production. It dulls the shine of Marvel mm-hmm. when every time DC fails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it really though dull the shine I, well, of Marvel? Well, so not financially, but I think it it dumbs down the storytelling. Because they're just like, well, let's, shit, DC could just pump out this and get $250 million. I mean, just think about the quality of what has been Phase 4. I mean, like, you know, I'm, I'll am i be the first one to say it. The it's phase, been considerably the, lower than the other phases. Not, you know, yeah. not, com- yeah. not compared to, like, what else Marvel has done. And This is not their strongest DC has petered out, you know what I mean? You know, until this, really. I think they're kind of using Phase 4 to, like, test out Disney... They're that that well, there's probably a lot to it, but part of it, in I'm the sure. end, they can go well. We're the, we're the biggest guys out here. We're the only ones in the space that are being successful. So they'll just keep on pumping out movies. I really hope so. I mean, I'm this isn't a joke. I'm interested to see what Avatar two does. Avatar Way of the Water does. I'm just to see if that's still got any kind of umph behind it. People even care about it anymore. You'll be excited to hear this. My wife looked at me in the theater because the preview came on for Avatar two. And she looked at me and she said, 
I have absolutely no interest in that film. I think it looks terrible. Really? Yeah. Well, has she seen so the listen, first one? That's she a, hasn't. That's an okay. okay. That's an odd. Okay, that that's different if she hadn't seen it. But it's hard for me to have anybody who had seen the first one to an loss be like, "Huh, another one." I didn't like the first one, so you know, I, I, I'm I'm almost in that same boat. I I want to see it because I know I know it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I thought the Avatar story was just. It was okay. It I mean, was poor. It, it wasn't know? a. Ri- it, here's the thing. It's it, it looked beautiful. Yes. Well, it was. It was more of a technical movie yeah, than. It, yes. was, it wasn't yeah. the most dramatic film breakthrough yeah. storytelling we'd ever seen. True. However, it was. It was a serviceable movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I won't be one of the people who'd be like, "Oh my god, I have to live in Pandora for the rest of my life." Remember those? Remember that shit <laughs> yeah. that happened? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dorks, get out of here. Um, but it, it was. It looked incredible. Yeah. So it it did. Well, here's the time. thing now. Well, yeah, that's right. But now here's the thing. A lot of things have caught up to yeah. that. So I mean, we have we'll, Dune to look at at this point. True. Kind of like what like that space is like Marvel scale. can be. Yeah. Yep. Well, remember we we had a talk a while ago that Marvel may be backsliding on that. Too, we'll see though. that. Yeah, we'll see. So I love to see the look on people, and I've seen it a few times when they've seen this trailer, and they're 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 like they're kind of into the trailer, and then they're then then you see the look of confusing. Like when was the first one? Yeah. <laughs> they're thinking in their head like huh? then you see him do this or like. Yeah. Fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Now, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. a quick because quick, you mentioned the trailer. I do like that they've committed to a what is now outside of the box trailer. It's not the no, it's yeah. kind of thing. It is very yeah. much this. Uh, a more it looks like the beginning of a documentary. Yeah, like a it, nature film. It really it's more does. of a melodramatic yeah. opening, and it's it, it's more soft toned. It's showing you the visuals. I think that's on purpose because they don't want you to associate the sound as the big thing. They want you to see the trailer and look at the trailer. Well, this is, I mean, th- this is a spectacle. I mean, this is, I, I mean, huge budget. The biggest budget. I mean, they spent, well, he spent, what, a billion dollars in these last four movies? That's like, what they say. Yeah, that's what they're God, saying. We I don't have I, a I'd be more yet, interested though. in the actual, like, the the actual what this one costs. Because it's easy to say, well, a billion on four movies, you know, and kind of, like, obscure that. Right, right. What, yeah. if it, what if this was, like, 500 of the billion? Yeah, right, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. And, it, and, it, and it doesn't do well, you know what I mean? Oh, that's true. That, that one million for four gives them a buffer. <laughs> Oh well, this one was wasn't great, but we have three more down the pipeline. We Somebody's looking at the numbers and be like, "This cost five hundred and forty million dollars <laughs> to hell? make." Yeah. Huh? <laughs> well, I know some people that have been doing accounting on this for like the past ten years, like weekend. Like, <laughs> they're, I mean, that's, just, yeah. that's unintentionally hilarious. They should have for a the career in accounting <laughs> from one movie franchise. Well, well, I mean, okay, well, no, well, think Harry Potter. Yeah. Some of the people that started as like PAs and like accounting clerks in the first Harry Potter film, like they rose. Through the Harry Potter films, yeah, but there's ten of those base ones, right? Right, and three <laughs> of the other ones. Well, it's funny how like there's how many? So one film, eight, eight Harry Potter well, movies. Well, I'll give it one and a half at this point. <laughs> I assume the movie's done. <laughs> yeah, right? I assume the movie is complete. Well, so there were there were eight very good Harry Potter movies in ten years, mm-hmm. and we've had. I mean, we had the entirety of Game of Thrones in the period it took. Are it you fighting? We had four James Cameron <laughs> right now, or are you? Or we are had twenty five Marvel films. <laughs> You're right. That's not even an exaggeration. We definitely have. I mean, you're so not wrong the only about thing that had come out when three Ava- series, yeah, that since uh, Avatar had come out, was it like Iron Man and something else, right? Like yeah. Hulk, mm-hmm. and I think that was it. And all the other movies since then, <laughs> Iron Man, Iron Man, Iron Man Two was the immediate next one, wasn't it? It was Iron Man Two immediately after that, wasn't it? Uh, not immediately though, but but still, I, I, I think it's probably once you if you actually count it, it's probably like legitimately twenty five Marvel movies. It probably is, but I mean, I just. This, I mean, it's just nuts to think about. It, it really the is the distance though. there. Yeah. All right, number two, Ticket to Paradise, another ten million domestic, bringing a worldwide of one nineteen. Boy, that one slowed down. It Jeez. did. It, but that was the eighty nine last but week. But Black Adam was going to kill everything. Right. No, it destroyed it. Yeah. Uh, number three, Pray for the Devil, 
I'm happy to see this actually charted. Uh, seven million domestic, seven million worldwide. <laughs> so wait, let me uh, let me bring up a a logical discussion for us. Should we go see Ticket to Paradise over over? Well, Pray I, for the Devil. It made more money. It's true. I think Pray for the Devil is more of the movie of the. It's because it's how it's. Scary Tom. I think oh. it is the last Halloween <laughs> film. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice try, though. I was, listen, I was grasping yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, there, no, buddy. Yeah. All right. So hey, however, pray for the. I didn't realize it's only PG thirteen. Yeah, I, I didn't so. realize that. So yeah, maybe you're in the clear. Listen, the clear. that that trailer where she's sucking hair into her face. No, I don't know. <laughs> or like the hair coming out of her eyeball. No, no, what is that? No. I think the trailer for that movie is very strong. So I, uh, it, it's well, it's it very intriguing. See it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like the de- demons and angels and like turning Same. crosses upside down yep. and like what happens like water Look, boiling. And... She sucks her own hair into her mouth. By the way, nobody op- wants that. By the way, openly say that you're fans of angels and demons is probably bad juju. You should reward that next time if you believe in that kind of stuff. Okay, well, Put all right, fair enough. You're openly okay. cheering for the no, demons sometimes. <laughs> all right, uh, number four, Smile. Choice. Another five million bringing a worldwide of 185. God, that movie. That's, that's a good w- number. That's a win that's for good them. Number for sure. Smile. Halloween ends. Three point eight million. Bringing Eighteen a world, American dollars. <laughs> bringing a worldwide of ninety four. Not good at all, Bob. Uh, I don't. I don't expect much of a different. I don't expect much different next week. Actually, that, I mean that's probably going to remain the same the next week too. So pray for the devil came was the newest one this yep. week, right? Okay. And Oof. I don't think it really matters all that much to be true. To there are a surprisingly low number of rated R horror films that have come out. Well, because it, it, well, it's it really it, limits. It segregates the it. audience. It really truly yeah, does. I gotcha. And what that does is, it, but it also like it also gives you, it it also gives an unnatural boon to the other PG thirteen movies in the theater at the time, for all the kids all the that are buying. Yeah, R1. So, yeah, I get you. Yep. You know, there was a time, and I remember it was Carmike, like two thousand five or six, where there was like. We had eleven auditorium. No, we had third eleven auditorium. There's eleven at Carmike, right? Yeah, right now. eleven at Carmike. And nine of them were rated R horror films. Hmm. So the other two rated R, the other two P thirteen movies. It's funny because we'd look at the ticket sales and they'd be like almost sold out. You go, you go in there, almost no one. They were all snuck into other movies. Yeah, of course they had. So yeah. that's all. I mean, that's good for those movies. But that's, that's kind of brilliant. I mean, if you think about it like that. But so that's your box office. Not much change there. Let's look at some upcoming releases. A little bit of movement. Uh, we'll get to that in one second. Ooh, movement. <laughs> October 28th, Halloween weekend. Pray for the Devil. Till went wider and Tar expanded also. T-A-R. November 4th, Armageddon time. As opposed to the other Tar? <laughs> well, I don't... Sure. What, yeah, great. With two A's, idiot. Oh, tar. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, the joy of being in person with Chris and Roger. <laughs> November 4th, Armageddon time and the estate. Uh, November 11th, big week. Black Panther Forever. Black, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. What is the estate? Let's find oh, out. I thought, you, I thought that was the same movie. I thought it was two. Or Armageddon was, Time, The Estate. Yeah, I thought that's what you, I don't know why that bled into me. Uh, the Estate way. has, um, it is, looks like, well, definitely, what's her name? That's Tony Collette. It's on Tony Collette, and there's a tiger on a rug behind them. That's all. I don't know anything. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but it looks to be super small. Okay. Well, again, you know, it's you, it's the thing. That comes out, what, next week? Yeah, you're talking about never podcast. Heard of this? No. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was like, no, no, it's fine. That's not okay. And then November 18th, a little bit of movement. Bones and all, and she said. November 23rd, Devotion, The Fableman's Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery for one week only, Strange World. But I, I think it's important that... um. Devotion, you guys think that'll do... We talked about this before. I've been thinking about Devotion versus the Fablemans. I think Devotion will be 
And then Chris actually threw in a thing that Strange World might really bring in some money. Well, you can't so underestimate. So I, I, I do believe that I stand firm that Devotion will be by far the number one movie at that time. Yeah. I think The Fablemans is going to have all that critical garbage and no one's going to go see it. It's going to be one of those type of movies. The critical garbage is, is sorry, that's an unfair term. It'll get all that critical acclaim probably and then nobody will go see it. And, and, and it'll win three Oscars. It'll be sort of be nominated. Yeah. Because, I mean, that'd be the thing. If you ask anybody right now of those three movies, like regular movie people, they're going to go, what's the Fablemans? Yeah. Well, I have a feeling more people know too. about it than you. But have, <clears> Hold on. Let me ask you a serious question. We watch a lot of movies in theater. you seen a single Fablemans trailer? For, actually, not for a few weeks. That's not yeah. a thing. Mm-hmm. Now, a listen, point. I know Black Adam isn't exactly the... But the listen, Fablemans there's crowd, a devotion trailer on Black Adam. It's true. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that a number of times. Yes. Now, so you, you, you were right. Uh, November 24th, Thanksgiving Day, Disenchanted. And then December starts off strong with Violent Night, which we are very excited for. This I am, actually. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Empire of Light, December 9th. That's, what is that? Mm. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, December 16th, big deal. Avatar Way of the Water. And spoiler alert, goes wider. <coughs> All right. And then December 21st, which is a Monday, I Want to Dance with Somebody. And Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. You said on a Monday? Wednesday, sorry. Oh, I was like, yeah, what the fuck Monday. a Monday? December 21st, which is a Wednesday. And then the 23rd, which is a Friday, Babylon. Oh, then Glass Onion hits Netflix, A Knives Out Mystery. And then the 25th, which is Christmas Day, woman, Women Talking goes wider. And that's it. That's a weird. It's just, it's just it's Whatever. Been strange, Well, the holiday man. season always has weird release dates. Yeah, but Christmas but... Day usually has one or two big ones. Well, but I mean, there legitimately is Friday is two days before this I year. I couldn't so imagine do. going out to the movies on Christmas oh, Day. Dude. Well, listen, before Tell Tell I, I, I get it. You dude. guys talk about it every time, but it's like I just growing up with my family and like having Christmas Day, I just can't imagine going to the goddamn movies well, on so Christmas. The thing is, too, and I know we've talked, we've made jokes about this. Not everybody likes hanging out with their family. So one of the things you can do together as a family, but not actually do it together, go is to go film. to the movies. Yeah. So. People do that. Yes, man. <laughs> um, now, I, I couldn't tell you what that's been like since I've left the movie theater, and I'm sure COVID took a real, really punched the shit out of that stuff, yeah. but, you know, it was busy. Like, it was... When like, we, standing when, room only. Like, when we busy. hired people, Jesus. it was like, listen, you have to understand, I will not hire you... Unless you're willing unless to work you, on Well, Christmas. you have to understand... Listen, you may not have to work yeah. on Christmas. If you don't work on Christmas, you're working on New Year's. Like, yeah. that's how we yep. did it. Um, usually now some people just didn't care and worked on both, but like, if you told me you couldn't work Christmas, you didn't get to work here. Mm-hmm. That's just how it well, went. It's, it's a, it's a nights, weekends and holiday job. Yes. Especially for like a, a kid. That's when well, all listen, the business I assure happens. you when you're 17, I don't give a shit about your Christmas if I have to be here too. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I love, I, one of my favorite things at Christmas is when the, <clears throat> the customer will look right at you and says that you got to be here on Christmas. Yeah. You just stare back at him like. Yeah, let that here. sink in for a second. Yeah, yeah like let's just sink in. <clears throat> and all those Please people that go are, home. And all those people that are like, "What do you mean? You mean the concessions are full price today? Movies are not free? Yes. No, they're not. What do you? You live in America, pal. This is this is capitalism. I'm just gonna best. go turn the movie off. Just power <laughs> it down. <clears throat> Everybody out. <laughs> but I, when I started in 2002 at Carmike, that was the busiest Christmas because that was the furthest back. Like the more the, the more recent the years became, the less Christmas was busy. But mm. 
Man, back well, the whole those... Christmas Thanksgiving thing kind of came to a head a few years ago, where people were like, "We don't want to work on Christmas anymore." People were like, "You shouldn't have to do that." Yeah. So that's kind of scaled back from what I mean. Ten years ago, like that was a blitz. Everybody's open on Christmas Day, like regular or New Year's Day, like oh, like, like it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like this fucking bullshit. <laughs> well, then Black Friday, what it used to be like that that following Friday at like four a.m. Yep. But now it's like they open they open up Thanksgiving they, Day. Well, like, they, they, like, they, they didn't close well, on Thanksgiving yeah, yeah. Yeah. time. Well, well, I honestly said. By the time I was done with that side of retail, I would rather just would have been Thanksgiving was a regular full day, yep. and then I wouldn't have had any expectations for anything else. Yeah, it's just I mean, what time you open on Black Friday? Nine a.m. Yep. like we do every fucking day. Yeah, like nothing. <laughs> well, another special today? Nope. <laughs> it's just things. Things have changed. It's just it's sometimes it's tough to go with the changes, but things have definitely changed. I swung back to the good though. Better I swung back to the better though. Mm. So good. Do you think so? The better I swung, do. It swung back. Okay. Well, from the point of like people won't go shopping on Thanksgiving Day and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, so you want to go be an asshole at 6 a.m. on Black Friday? That's up to you. I don't care. I will not be doing that. because Also, like, that was a big deal before, like, online existed, too. Mm-hmm. So I just order what you want online. I mean, Best Buy's Black Friday deal start, like, November 1st yeah. or like, something. Yeah, next, yeah, tomorrow. I can't wait. Like, I'm sure, like, Blue Egg starts, like, <laughs> it's going on for a yeah, while. Now. By the day, by the time this podcast comes out, Christmas deals will be going, buddy, because yep. this is the day after. Everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yes. All right, let's take a look at what's streaming I chose a very popular one on Disney Plus, National Treasure, and Oldie But a Goodie by director John Turtletaub, Nicolas Cage, John Voight, Harvey Keitel, Diane Kruger, Sean Bean, Justin Bartha, 2004. National Treasure, I think, is a movie that moves very well. It's got a good cast. It's got a great story. It's very intriguing, and it moves very well. I, I think it's one of those rare movies that everything works in National Treasure. What do you guys say about that one? I, like I know, that. I know, you love that movie. I like right? National Treasure. Yeah. I think it's very good. Yeah. How, how do you guys feel about National Treasure three or the, the continuation of the story, having nothing to do with Nick Cage, or any anything besides a historic treasure hunt? I mean, it's been long enough where it doesn't need to, it doesn't need the original cast anymore. I I believe everything revolves around Nick Cage in every cinematic universe. You don't want to know it's on page forty seven of that book. How can you not? Is what it is at this point. It's been too long. Oh, by the way, it you, you still watched Pig, have you? No, I haven't. I'll watch it this week. I'll watch this week. <laughs> you're right. It's been actually a good point. It's been, it's been a long does time. anyone care? It's been, yeah. I'm excited. For, I'll watch it. Start to pull the pull the life out of your out of your movie. Pick. Well, you, you, <laughs> t- you just made me sad. You just made me sad. That we're never going to get that. But and Roger, you chose one. Wreck It Ralph by director Rich Moore, John C. Riley, Jack Brayer, Jane Lynch, Sarah Silverman, Alan Tudyk, Mindy Kaling, Ed O'Neill, Dennis Haysbert, 2012. Tell us about it. Uh Ralph wrecks things. He does it well. Bean. I want to wreck it. Dude, that's, he punches through a planet. That's a very clever movie where, like, the trailer, I know that people were excited because, like, you saw all the villains from, well, not all of them, but, like, v- famous villains from famous video games. Yep. And they're all, like, it was an interesting trailer. I think the trailer actually sold it almost more than, like, the name. I'm a bit, bad guy, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a different, it's a story told from a different point of view. No, it, it's a fun movie. Kids love that movie. Like, I like that movie. I mean, it's clever. Um, it's fun. It looks like it's animated very well. Second movie's not so good. I mean, it's okay. It's just not the level of the first one. But I enjoy Wreck-It Ralph. I would love to see another one of those eventually. I'd be very happy to see that. So, um, and there's some there's some really like emotional parts with uh, Wreck-It Ralph too. So, I'm okay with that. There certainly are. And Chris, you chose uh, a, a quite a legendary move by a lot of people's standards. Moana by director Ron Clements and a few others. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Rachel House, Alan Tudyk. Ayolo Cavallo. I I forgot wow. the pronunciation of that wow. already. I'm so sorry about much of that. 2016. Tell us about Ali that. Ali Caravallo. Or, okay, Ali <laughs> Carvalho. Sorry. 
So I picked this movie not because my kids like it, because I like this movie. So <laughs> this dad likes it too. This film is and that matters. It, it does. It's, his kids aren't here making picks. Yeah, every now and then it's movie night, and my kids think they're picking the movie, and I just turn on Moana. So it's I, I like it. I think the songs are fantastic in this. They I are. think the story's great. I think the characters are good. I think that you know along this like what this story tells, I think it's very good for you know families, it's a and good family, for little movie. girls, things like that. It's just it's a it's a really good movie, and I think its strongest piece is the fact that. You know, by the end of the movie, you're you're rooting for them together, but you're also you really are you want to see Moana's story come to close. Maui's the fun character, but I think but it's not his story. No, and Moana, I think it is just it's such a strong character and a good story. I love that film and the songs are like I said, the songs are. I mean, they're like they're not. I don't think many are Frozen level, but how like far they're, I'll, they're how far close. I'll, how far I'll go is huge. It's just it's, it is it's it is. So good. But there's two or three in that one. There's that one. What's the other one in Moana too? There's two like the really opening popular. song. Yeah, okay, it's, that's it's, it. Yeah. It's, it's a very fun song. Uh, I mean, it's very they're very talented cast yep. members singing. It's just it's a, one of those ones that works. Yeah, it's just below Frozen with like beloved soundtrack. People yep. listen to it all the time. Yeah, yeah it's 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 a definitely a good, a good one. That's a good it's a good choice, yeah. gentlemen. Good I choice. Agree. I think so. National Treasure, Wreck-It Ralph, Moana, all available if you subscribe to Disney+. Plus. Fun fact about me, I think the Frozen movies are very good. No, I think they're excellent. <laughs> I think I think the first Hot one's... take. Yeah. I, I, like the, I like the second <laughs> Sorry, one Sorry, I'm not exactly the peak demo for that, but I think they're actually very good. Well, I good. think that Frozen 2, I think, is one of those sequels that imp- it just it's amazing. It's an amazing yep. sequel, but that's just me. But I, I love those movies. I think they're great. I'm sure the next one will also make billions of dollars. <laughs> Um, it's a whole new. It'll be a whole new generation of little little uh, little girls loving that one too, though little boys and little girls. Um, yeah, I, it just it's amazing to me. When I know when Disney goes scorched earth and makes her gay, <laughs> just ruins everybody. I was t- we, Roger and I always tell the story about when we were working at Marquee. There was this a guy who brought his little girl. Like I mean, literally. 30, 40 times. We didn't even charge him. We stopped charging him after the 10th time, and he bought popcorn and a drink. So it wasn't, I mean, we actually gained on the per cap, but we just stopped charging him. But his little girl, man, she was, she dressed the part. She had the wand. She was in it. So I think I watched the life drain out of that man. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like one day it was a big happy dad taking his kid to Frozen. A month later, he's like, please kill me. But I mean, look, it's a good dad, though. Somebody's so tired. <laughs> well, listen, wherever he is out there, man. Good for you. Good for you, buddy. Good for you, buddy. All right. All right. Check those out if just you wakes up sweating in the middle of the night. Like you just like you just like clicked a terror in his mind. Like <laughs> I cannot watch that movie again. <laughs> Dear God, no. All right. Let's talk about some trailers. A big one came out this past week. Ant Man Quantumania. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about how likable Paul Rudd is. Can we talk about that for one second? We all know that is uh, This movie looks amazing. That's what I want to talk about. Visually, this thing looks literally out of this world. It, it looks stunning, and I cannot wait for it. I'm so excited. If this looks anything like how good Loki did through its series, this is going to be such a just a mind-boggling film to watch. I'm I bet excited. you Loki shows up here. It's, it's you think so? Well, well, they're in the quantum realm. Kang, a lot of things possible Kang's in the quantum here. realm. Kang's so. here. Yep, it's possible. Kang. 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 The bad guy? Oh right, the guy from the end of Loki. Okay, yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's him. I, I didn't even recognize it for a second. Yeah, he didn't look the same. But that's him. That's well, he's got his helmet on. Yeah. Well, it's and why? Why he in the quantum realm? Nobody knows. Well, I don't know how Marvel <laughs> did this, but like when Ant Man was first, I was like, how are they possibly going to make this hero likable and relatable? And they somehow blew it out of the park. Think of the difference that the Ant Man trilogy has had so far. Like in like the styles of like the first one is some. Fun heist movie. It's a heist movie, just with super was a superhero in it, and then you have the second film, which is completely this. It's a whole different tone in that in that film besides Paul Rudd, and now you have this thing, whatever this is going to be. 
it's just it's just such an evolution of like of like this movie trilogy. It's just the three different films. It's hopefully this film's good and it can be the opposite of what the Thor series did, where it just got really bad at the very end. Where like the third one is it, like the middle the middle piece was its best is best well, one. Well, Thor Ragnarok is the third one. That's what I mean. Yeah, they've like was, they've Thor's good. oversaturated the market. They must have put like that's the one we're gonna focus on for like multiple installments, but. Yeah. They've oversaturated the market with Thor, I think. I, th- I think Hemsworth even maybe a little just, out just on that a, one. Just such a far departure from like our first Ant-Man film. What's the, the scope of what's going to happen in this Stealing movie. things. Yeah, now right, going yeah. to another universe. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, the first one surprised me. The second one was surprising even yet. Good. And I, every time yeah, I see... He's a big-time Avengers guy. Like, mm-hmm. big Well, the, the, the Quantum Realm is a big... Like, in the up to the like the Infinity Saga, the Quantum Realm is an important thing. It's a very big deal. Yep. So that's I mean that's that's important too. You can't underestimate the importance of the Ant Man timeline too because it's what saved them, the heroes. So I mean, I also when I, when I look at Douglas, I just watched again this week uh, another big budget '90s, um, The Ghost in the Darkness, uh, with Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas hunting those lions that were killing people in Africa and they're oh, building yeah, a bridge. That's right, yep. And it's like God, they just look so similar, Kirk and, and and Michael. It's just like it's almost like they cloned Kirk and Michael Douglas. You know, even from like Spartacus back. Every time I look at Michael Douglas, I'm just like, God, he looks like he looks like Kirk so much. But don't you think that the seed is strong? The seed, the seed is strong. What this one? Yeah, thank you, Roger, for your your. You know, you always have good, strong input. I appreciate that. The seed is strong. Yes. It also looks like he hasn't aged, much like our some of our House of the Dragon stars yeah, right. in this. We want to talk about that later. Some but of them aged dramatically. Some of them look like they're a thousand years old, and some of them look like they haven't aged a day. But no, we're excited for Ant-Man uh, and the Quantumania. I'm especially excited for that one. Let's move on to Plane with Gerard Butler. Roger, I've chose that one for you. Yes. You do love some Gerard Butler action. Who doesn't? And we got uh, Mike Coulter in there. Yeah. Coulter. Just wrecking some shit. <laughs> well, yep. Plane I mean, crashes. He's got to save everybody. Go, Gerard. So has you think Gerard kind of has a similar Liam Neeson in, in the effect that, like, it's Gerard has, like, accepted his role in these... Big budget, but he's always kicking ass doing something. Sure, you know, I'm, I'm just disappointed his name's not Mike Banning. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's from the producers of. I put Fallen. him in the same category as like Mel Gibson, actually. Okay. If I was gonna like like point to another actor, like like, like the same like stylized like films that he's gonna be in like for a long time, it just feels very Mel Gibson. That's just the younger version of because he's just in these movies being this badass. These are just dude, lethal weapons. Or, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Kind of. You're not wrong. I, I know. <laughs> I see wrong. what you mean there. Yeah. So like, for the, sure. that's the vibe I get every time I see one of these trailers for for a Gerard Butler film anymore. That his action movies. It's like, oh, this is just Mel Gibson. I get it. And here's the thing. I'm gonna watch it. Oh yeah. <laughs> we know you are. Well, because, like, we well, love not. Oh, I will. Then we love quiet. Greenland. <laughs> we love. I, Greenland. I thought Greenland is a good movie, and they're yeah. making a sequel to that, which I think is interesting. They're coming out. Man. Really? All yes. right. As long as Moonfall doesn't get a sequel. <laughs> well, Moonfall <laughs> didn't suck though. But Moonfall was a terrible movie, and I loved every well, fucking. It's like Mortal Kombat bad. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Kano's love Kano's remarks. You tell me I don't want to see a second Mortal Kombat, and you're a liar. True, I get you. But like Moonfall is one of those movies where fun has to matter. I just watched Moonfall again. Yeah, it's on streaming on purpose. Well, it's on HBO. Yes, it's on HBO Max. I watch it too. Yeah, and I turn it on because. 
here's the thing: Moonfall in 4K with the sound on, beautiful. It fucking bangs, yeah. dude. Here's the thing, though: you got Moonfall and you have Dune. Like, I'm never <laughs> well, gonna turn Moonfall on over Dune. Well, so wow. here's the thing: Moonfall's like a solid hundred minutes, though. Dune's uh, like I, Dune's like a day. I know. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. I, I love Dune. Dune is incredible. I get it. Of, ten out of ten. But Moonfall's also, like a three. I love it. It's, <laughs> love it. But Moonfall's also one of those like you can turn it on and do something else. Yeah, because you don't have to like. Watch no, so it. Here, here's my counter to that. You got Moonfall on. You turn your head randomly at different times while you're doing other things. Like, oh, look at how cool that is. And the floor you can shaking. You say the same thing about Dune, though. Yeah, but Dune, you want to get but into like, the story and like the think characters. You see a cool ass looking moon spaceship. It's cool. You know I like mean? Dune, though. I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch fair. Dune. I turned on Moonfall for my dad actually because yeah, he okay, never okay. seen it. Yeah. And it. Listen, perfect for him. Okay. Because he doesn't hear so well anymore. Yeah, so yeah, when yeah. they're blowing up, perfect. <laughs> Fine. What's this about? Well, there's a robot in the so moon. So assume and, you know. that the moon is haunted, and <laughs> just don't think about and it. And he doesn't get the moon's haunted joke, so it just right over his head. <laughs> but you're laughing as you say it. So yeah, yeah, of course. Because I'm fucking. I hilarious. hear the next Luigi's Mansion takes place on the moon, so that's perfect. Good, good, fantastic. <laughs> and the Santa Claus is. I don't even want to talk about this. I'm so you excited. just should have just stared at him and said nothing. I just I'm very excited. I look, I love Till Now. I just got done with my like this week with my home improvement rewatch, all eight seasons in like three weeks. What was that like? So seriously, what like I used to watch Home Improvement because like yeah, it same. was a, it, it was a really big deal. Like it was one of the crux of the um, ABC. Oh yeah, was uh, their their whole thing. I couldn't imagine sitting there now at forty watching all. God, eight seasons has to be a hundred well, episodes, here's the right? Thing. So I've been working at home for two weeks now, and it's really helped me as I'm. I just turn on it, like I know what every episode's got a very similar format. So like I just let it play while I'm doing work, and like four or five episodes will go by, and like I'll kind of catch the moments, but like the big moments I catch, and that's what I care about. But I've never seen how it ended. I've never seen the last season. So this, so watching the last season was all new for me. But how did I, it I end? Because I don't know. Well, Al, they they took down. They were gonna have a wedding in Tim's they backyard. The fence, they took right? down the fence, and Wilson still managed to hide his face behind everything. That of son course. of a bitch, <laughs> clever son of a bitch. And they had a wedding. You know, he gave his. You know, I love you, Al. You're my best friend. And then they moved to Indiana, so Jill could have a job in the psychology department. Wait, him and Al got married? No, no, Al wow, got married. That to was way else. different than <laughs> oh, the nineties. Dang, that's, no, that's Al got really married. And, that's bold. Tim's <laughs> gift was the using of the yard, and he built him a wedding arch. And it was it's a fair it's a great way to say goodbye. But I had forgotten that Jonathan Taylor Thomas he left the show, didn't but he came he he left the show in the beginning of season eight and came back for the Christmas episode, but no more episodes. But I can remember he was doing a couple of movies and he wanted to go to school and he was just like I'm done with home improvement. Yeah, but yeah. look, I'm sure he's still getting home improvement money. JTT, hmm. handsome devil. But uh, What's he yeah, do now anything? I don't. You're I'll gonna check that out. Yeah, <laughs> But I I, I I liked Tim Allen. I liked you know Roger. One movie that you and I talked about, um, El Camino Christmas, wasn't that it with the Netflix yeah. movie with him? Because I, like I don't movie. think you've seen that. But that's it's an interesting movie with Tim Allen. It's yeah. a darker, much darker Jesus tone. Christ, he's older than I am. Yeah, he's that old. He's forty one years old. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's you should check that if you and your wife have something to watch one it's a different it's a very it's a darker Tim Allen yeah much darker Tim Allen but it's I, I enjoy Tim Allen movies I like Wild Hogs a lot Wild Hogs is not I watch that a lot though. like once every two months it's I watch Wild Hogs I love it though I don't know it's just fun and I've I just seen, love it I've seen Wild Hogs once that was enough <laughs> it probably is enough but you know Ray Liotta's great I like I like yeah, all the yeah. supporting uh, Tim and John Travolta I, it's just a movie that works for me yeah. but I, I have to watch 
the entire John Wick trilogy with my wife before we watch any other movies. There you go. Well, that's, that'll be in a very, very good. Yes. Yeah, she still hasn't seen them yet. Yeah. Well, is she think, excited? I, is she? She has she seen nobody. She's putting up with it so that we can watch them together. So I don't. Uh, know but like, I don't. I don't think John Wick is something that you have to tolerate. It's once she watches like the first half hour, she's gonna be into it. Besides, like the Marvel stuff, she's not. She's not a big guy. Like she doesn't like guy movies. Like usually, you know what I mean. Well, guy movies have also changed in the past ten years quite yeah. a bit. You know, it's, it's no longer the '80s blow things I mean, up. Your action wife's stars. listening to the show, right? Yes, she's a sexist. <laughs> <laughs> Please I mean, note, all three of us do not share the same comments. Chris's wife, so just you know, that was Roger and his. I stand down. by what I said. <laughs> and he laughs, so he'll get in trouble. That's, true, that's, true. <laughs> that's very true. Um, but you know, I'm glad you guys are going to watch that. When are you guys going to start your watch of that? Uh, whenever we have time. Fair. <laughs> Finding time's hard. I can imagine. I bet you though, if you get her to watch. Through one, I bet you should be excited to watch. Yeah, I honestly least, yeah. think they have, they have a symmetry and a poetry. They they all kind of go to it's, it's, they blend very well together. Yeah. Murder, and then you, then you got to watch nobody. Have to. Yep, no, it's the same universe. And Atomic Blonde. I still haven't seen Atomic Blonde yet. You I, should see. Atomic I know. Blonde. I know. That's maybe, so good. maybe we'll watch the four movies and then watch Atomic Blonde together. And there you go. Yeah. Sure. Or just Atomic you. Great. Like you got to watch Atomic Blonde. One of those movies. It's Trust just me, great. You will like Atomic yeah, Blonde. Yeah, I got you. It looks good. Yep. All right, those are the trailers. The Ant Man, Quantumania, playing the Santa Clauses. You check those out. We're very excited for those. Well, I'm excited for the Santa Clauses. We didn't even talk about Santa Claus. We talked you about pretty much. We no, talked you about talked about, about it. Tim Allen. I didn't yeah. just realize that. But look, we talked about. You're the only one excited about Santa. <laughs> Claus. It is. It is a show on Disney. Well, yeah, it Disney is a show. Plus put some money behind it. So I mean, obviously they think well, it's still got we'll some see power how much left. Money's behind it when we see the tens of American dollars. Yeah, when we see well, the CGI. I'll have it. you know that in ninety in ninety eight or ninety nine, Tim Allen turned down fifty million dollars for one more season of Home Improvement. How much did Dave Chappelle say no to? Fifty million dollars. Yeah, but like years later, not that many years later though. Honestly, like two thousand six, I think he turned it in. I mean, that was that, no, it was like two thousand four or five. I think maybe two thousand five, but that was way several years. But I'm just saying. I've actually been years. rewatching the Chappelle show on Netflix. God damn it! I just watched Con Air with Dave Chappelle, and I love that movie. Very the very best of Simon West. All right, Con, boys. Con Air is a great movie. It, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot movie. of fun. It's a lot of ridiculous it has, shit. It, like, it has one of the single greatest gifts of all time of his hair just flowing. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like the camera coming oh in and he winks. God, like, come on. I shamelessly love Con Air. Like, of course you do. It's fun. It's, it's such a bad movie. It's just... It's, and I that's, love... That's my Moonfall. That's what that fun. is. Fair. That's yeah. the same. But, like, it's like... I love that kind Con of... Con Air is better than Moonfall, though. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. I agree. I knew that. I mean, like, that was like... That's perfect John Malkovich casting. Oh, yeah. Perfect. And then when like in oh, the so end, John when, Malkovich is every other movie he's in. Well, now. It's he's just Cyrus, just Cyrus, <laughs> Cyrus the virus. I mean, Ving Rhames is great in it. Dave Chappelle's mm-hmm. great. Oh yeah, I love the end when like it's that total '90s crap when they're chasing him on the fire, the fire truck, and there's some reason there's a hole in the roof. And um, who's the who's the star of that one? Not Nick Cage, but the the other guy, um, Lar- John Larson or whatever is John Cusack. Yeah, yeah. he he looks in the cab and says, "You pull over!" Like, yeah, yeah. Come, come on, on yep. man. <laughs> then he puts the fire hose and him in pulls the, it on. Should have shot him in the face. Yep. <laughs> it's just it's great. It's just that's Conair's pure nineties, but that's what oh, I yeah, love it. Is. All right, boys. It is that time we're going to talk about a big DC movie. Are you excited? Yep, I actually am. I got a lot to talk about in this yeah, one. Same. I agree. So let's talk about Black Adam. But first, let's get some particulars out of the way. So Rotten Tomatoes, not that I put much stock in there anymore, but before we switch over, I'll figure we use it a few more times. The tomato meter is at 39%, and the audience score is at 9-0. 
So this movie has That's actually, a pretty big swing. This movie has gone down considerably from their critic score from mm-hmm. the, the day before it launched. When what was credit, it that day? It was 57 that day. It's 39 now. So this is one of the largest disparities that Rotten Tomatoes has for a film. This is like this is absolutely massive. But well, it's, it's like 41 it, points. But it's, yeah. in, but it's in the opposite order that you usually see these disparities, though. Or 51 points, yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting piece because it's not us- the usual disparity like si- like siding. But this is like one of its like top ten largest ones or something like that. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it's a it. Forty one on Metacritic, by the way. Not much better. It's two points better on Metacritic. Let's talk about the cast for one second. This is not a small potatoes production, you know. That's what I love about it. It is not. Of course, the star Dwayne Johnson uh, as Tenth Adam, Teth Adam, Black Adam. Uh, Aldous see Hodge. That young man getting work for the first yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. So, I'm so happy a little when we get somebody breaks out. Yeah, a little unknown star. You know, he's done a few things off Broadway. Uh, Aldous Hodge, I, I don't see often, but when I, I, when I, I see him, I, I like I him. I love him. I yeah, think he's, he's fantastic. I he agree. has a couple of bad line reads in this, but I don't think it's his fault. I I, th- I think some of it's written poorly. I think yeah. he I think he's great though. I love seeing him in stuff. Aldous Hodge is good. Yeah. So like his so, character. Yeah. yeah. So I first saw him back in Leverage, the TV show on USA. That's a great way back. That's it, a much it, better show than people give it credit it for. It is. It is. And I I liked him on that way back then. And every time I see him something, I I, I just I enjoy him on. On screen, I think he's really good. He's good. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, obviously, awesome. he's okay. Devilishly handsome, son of a son bitch. Son of a <laughs> bitch. Uh, Noah Sensentino, Sarah Sarah Shahi, Mark Kanzari, Quintessa Swindell, uh, Viola Davis, Jennifer Holland, directed by Wam Colette Sarah. Let's get into it. Um, Roger, what's uh, what's Black Adam about? Tell us. Um, it's in the DC universe. So DC universe, um, basically the antithesis of Shazam. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, Teth Adam has a very similar powers to Shazam. Gets him from the same people, or one of the same people. Um, he's not necessarily a good guy. Not necessarily a bad guy. He is the champion of Kondok, and he has no qualms in killing people. Nope. Uh, quite a body count here. Mm-hmm. Uh, impressive, even by DC standards. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is his story about how he's come back after 5,000 years in prison, basically, um, to help out uh, a revolution, I'd say, would be the easiest thing to say. And uh, there's a lot of gray area here, which is where he kind of lives, and he ends up fighting some of our lesser-known but known heroes in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um, which we actually see on the big screen, I believe, for the first time. Yeah, yeah. these have never All been in anything else. Um, but yeah, so you know, he kind of kicks the piss out of them, and then the things kind of turn, and then there's a demon, and things <laughs> blow up, and it gets a little out of control for a while. Well, this, but like this, appropriately so, though. Sure. That's the thing. This movie has a lot of peaks and valleys. Yes. Which, which and it, it does it does the things that I didn't want it to do, but it also does some things that I wanted it to do. So this is a mixed bag, and. I, I think well, I think we'll get there, but so well, before before we oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, there's one thing I was going to say. Uh, out of all the DC movies we have watched in the last few years, I really do want to commend them for their animation in mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah, their CG is some of the best that they have ever done here. And I will put it as simply, and I told this to Grayson before you got here, Chris. One of the things I was most impressed with is something that's very innocuous to most people, but it happens so much in this movie and it's very consistent. When he is just floating, it looks so natural 
Like mm. it doesn't look fake. Yeah. It doesn't like it looks like it's something that's meant to happen. And little things like that to put the details into that go a long way for me. Yeah. Because listen, there's some big giant explodey fight scenes here, yeah, right? Yeah. And CGI doesn't always have to be perfect in that because you're not. It's there's a lot going on. But the little things to make it so it looks as real as possible in a completely unbelievable scenario that matters to me. Yeah. Like somebody cares about this movie, and that's a good thing. Now. Like Chris said, the star cares about the movie. Well, well like what That's Chris fair. said, he's also the EP on it. So true. Um, this is for me. This is one of the movies where it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. It's the movie itself is probably mediocre or a little bit less. However, I would say it's much better oh. than mediocre. Whoa! Okay. Like one of the better these like right below Wonder Woman for me. And okay. that's saying something. Okay. That's saying something. well, that, that's fine. It doesn't have a but. It doesn't have a. A, a big crowd to go against, though, and that's it, it's. But the thing is, this movie is a fun movie for yes. DC, which is one of the big things I had for Aquaman, because mm-hmm. Aquaman is not a great movie. Mm-hmm. It looks good, it's done well, but it's fun. And DC, their universe is considerably darker than Marvel's. It just yes. is, and it has been, and it, clearly they're going down that path. They're not going to change it. So fun matters. It really, truly matters here. And I am more than willing to forgive some of their major pitfalls in story. Look, the story is soft as hell here. They could actually describe things, maybe map out things, maybe have an actual conversation human to human or metahuman to metahuman, yeah. whatever they consider themselves, instead of just punching the shit out of each other. But because they punch the shit out of each other, I'm like, yeah, kick his ass. You know, like that. That's okay here. Well, so, so I'll actually counter the, counter that with you. Um I think that when they're punching each other, that's that's when this movie is actually doing well. Well, that that's true because yeah. the, but that is because the story is soft. Yeah, and then, yeah, okay, that's fair. But like, if they didn't ha- if they didn't have such a good second act, this movie to me would be would be much worse than it is. Sure, this movie's second act is where this thing lives, and it's a very long second act because I think they knew that mm-hmm. because for some reason, well, you get thirty minutes and then another sixty minutes or seventy minutes of yeah. boom and smash, yeah. But, like, I don't know. The Act 3 is just so eye-rolly and so DC to me. And actually, and, and, no, that's not even unfair. It's all the bad superhero film tropes are in Act 3. But I think you, it. we have such a good time in the second act of this movie that I do, like, I, I, I'm sad that it happened in Act the things that happened in Act 3 happened. But I'm so happy about Act 2 that I, I'm willing to forgive it. Because okay. this movie, I think, is... This is this is a good movie in my opinion. I had a great time in the theater watching this film because of how much fun I had in the middle of it. Sure. So, Grayson, what about you, buddy? I, I agree with a lot of what Chris said. I think that I'm attracted to those morally gray characters. You guys both know that. I yeah, love sure. those morally kind of they exist. They could just as easily be evil as they could be good. And it's just like I love that kind of thing. Those are and more I, those are more real and relatable. Well, they're la- because they're not pure like good, yes. only good. So I, I mean, I'm a big fan of that. I think. One of the questions I wanted to ask before jumping into the story, and this is like part of my discussion of the film, is I now know why he was attracted to this character. Okay. Like, I, I didn't know because I didn't know anything about Black Adam yeah. outside of what you guys had said and the trailer had given me. But it's very plain and obvious, not in a bad way, to see why that Dwayne the Rock Johnson would have been, would have pulled for this character, would have been like the lobbyist to get this movie made. Mm-hmm. And I can now see it, and it, it comes off in spades on screen. Yeah, where what Roger said best: this movie's got a lot of kind of weird sequences that get kind of out there but I, th- I think it's appropriate out there it's out there in a movie that involves like spaceships and magic too, yeah, yeah which is <laughs> that's weird for me to say but even then you're just like 
what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But in like a good way. Like, yeah, it's like, well, yeah. You know, it's like a, a question mark inflecting, like, what the fuck? Like, inf- yeah. inflecting up. Like, I, th- I, th- I think it just works for, for The Rock. W- the way he wants to be seen now, I think yeah. it just works. Now, in, in quick defense, I'm, I'm going to get a little nerdy for a moment. Cool. This 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 isn't the like the traditional take on Black Adam either, though. This isn't his actual history. This isn't his, his, his like, his his full story the first time he was written and he is not a morally gray character he's he's he, a bad guy he's a bad dude you know he's supposed to be not, not so much in this he's, though well, no, well, no, 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 this. not in this okay, his, okay. His, right, his baseline character yeah this version of him is a little is a little different which I think works better for film on screen and for making money and so it's a better story to yeah. blend into a universe of it can be marketed better too which is which is fine but like the original take on this guy he was a bad dude starts out as a good guy but he can't handle like the corruption of the power like the power he has and then ends up overtaking him which is a vein that goes through this true true he's just but like all with all that being said i think the morally great version of this character i think he's fun enough to where i again i'm willing to overlook all that kind of stuff that they kind of like that they kind of just kind of say well don't worry about this stuff this is the guy we want to give you and the ride's fun enough to where i'm like okay i'm in i'm now bought into this black ad i've been excited about this i've wanted this movie to do well since since we saw it but now that i've been here i'm like okay I accept what you what you've sold. To I'm me. okay with this. Now let let's see where else this can go because that's a big deal. It is, and we talked earlier a little bit earlier, like I, about something like that the DC's doing here. I think that the decisions were made to go back and go back to playing the long game because they reintroduced things from the previous stuff DC that we thought universe. was probably not going to Gone, be around. Yeah, and things happen here that it's like okay, I think think someone. Or some people, but I think it's someone said, "Hey, remember when we when you guys were doing this thing before, and then you guys got scared and didn't do it? I think you should go back and do that I, thing I, now. I, I can fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, basically. I, I have an idea, yeah. <laughs> and I think it was a smart move for them to do to kind of just bring together what they have and then move forward with it instead of floundering like they have been yeah. for so long. Especially after the credit sequence. I don't, I don't want to reveal that quite just yet, yeah, but yeah. that's a big deal and the fact that like I thought that was closed it's a big deal for DC it's it a is, big deal I think they jumped the gun on that part of it but I was it, gonna ask about that but it is yeah. it is what it is I think that this <laughs> I think think decisions were made to kind of almost almost just shock this thing back to life is I think what they're trying to do and double I th- down and you know what if they just go from this and forward and we keep getting things along this vein I think we'll be okay sure I think DC can salvage what they've built and make the things canon that they said were no longer going to be canon, and just kind of grit, act like it never happened, grin and bear it, and then just go forward from here. I agree, especially with it. Seems like The Rock is going to kind of have a hand in EPing some of their movies. No, now, he, he absolutely is, which he point. should. I mean, to get if that's the price you pay for getting him is when you're start you you you, you proudly and with a smile on your face pay that price. Well, the sh- the short version, and then we'll actually talk about the story. The one thing I do want to say is DC needed a win here, mm-hmm. and I they agree. got one. Yeah, listen. It's not a 75-point blowout. We yeah. ran the score up. But this is a solid victory, yep. okay? And that's really what matters for their overall universe yeah. here. And and even in a in a disjointed film, they laid groundwork for films forward. Yes. Which I think is really important Certainly. for them. Because everything else has been kind of disjointed and, you know, abandoned. And, the then re- and then readopted and then abandoned again. I mean, we're within the same universe time period for these movies we have three different batmans you know what i mean so it's like you know that in itself is a problem and these are things that need to have a through line and be fixed yep dc doesn't need to be like marvel but dc just needs to pick a dc they want to be and i think this is going to help them pull that through if they commit to it sure 
which they've been a long time just trying to be Marvel and not play their own game. But DC should have always... I, I'm, I'm surprised it's taken them this long to kind of get their shit together. Well, we, we've talked about DC versus Marvel for a long time. Look, DC is in the losing side of that fight right now. Yeah. They don't need to fight that battle. Nope. You need to focus on one good movie at a time, which is weird. I've said this same thing at least through four other DC movies. Focus on getting wins. Yep. You don't have to beat them. You can coexist. It's okay. And they, Make a good story. And it's okay to have bad movies within that, too, because we've seen that well, look, in Marvel. Marvel has a couple of bad movies in a row. No one's worried about their universe. No. Well, well, I'm just, it, but that, that matters. It does. Even, it does. Well, it does. But even going going back to the Titan that made Marvel, you have you have Thor: Dark World in there. You have yeah, you know you have you have Iron Man three. You have bad movies within that universe, mm-hmm. and they still and they just committed and were fine. Yep. DC panics when they have a bad film. I'm surprised we haven't heard anything about Wonder Woman three getting scrapped yet because how bad it was. You know, acclaimed. Well, Wonder Woman. I mean, that's one of their titles. Wonder Woman's their beacon. <laughs> Yeah, for, I mean, the it first have been. one, anyway. They've abandoned other other films, though. Well, <laughs> I mean, listen, they doubled down on Ezra Miller, okay? Yeah. Which is important to think here. Because, listen, unless he kills somebody before the release of his movie, his movie's going to come out, okay? They, they could have done everything. They could have scrapped him, could have fired yeah. his ass, and they haven't. So whatever is going to happen in that movie has got to be tremendously important. I think, that, I think that Black Adam is out in the way it is because... I think it's going to work with what's going to happen in that. Well, like I said, I've had my theories for a long yeah. time. It's their multiverse reset yeah. with the short version. You really want me to dig into that? You know, months ago I talked to, at yeah. length, and I'm not doing it again. Mm. But because they haven't fired Ezra Miller, I think it's happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. as we get closer, <laughs> and he's more and more fucked up, and they still let him just move along like nothing <laughs> happened, <laughs> or he's got dirt on everyone, <laughs> That's which is also possible. <laughs> That's in play. Listen, the way Hollywood is, Fuck, who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but let's talk about the story for a few minutes. Huh? Yeah. So, I mean, th- so this film, I, I, again, I, I think it's bookended poorly. But with, with this thing opens up, we do get to see other characters besides Black Adam, of course, uh, who get our human side of things, our human experience that happens here. And then we also get introduced to the opposite end of what Black Adam faces in, what, what are they, the justice, social anxiety? What are they? <laughs> <laughs> justice Society. Yeah, yeah. Of they didn't say America. JSA? Just Justice. Well, I guess the A would be America. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even though Pierce Brosnan is clearly British. Hundred uh, percent. <laughs> but like, we do get introduced to a lot of interesting characters. People that get pulled into this as soon as soon as Black Adam. As soon as Black Adam rises, which doesn't take long in this movie, which I did appreciate. No, I had to say Lord Shazam. It was yeah, weird. Yeah. As soon as Black <laughs> Adam shows up, all of your characters that are in play are either already there or come into play, which I think is a good move by them because I think they it is a long act too, which is I think they leaned into that hard and that was the best thing they did because this is a very fighty movie, right? Yes. There's this is just fight after fight, combat with combat, cool shit on screen, cool shit on screen, which I think is a good thing for this film. It's entertaining. So I don't want to compare it to Marvel, but I will compare it to a Marvel movie. Do you guys remember the original Avengers movie? Yeah. The original Avengers movie is like twenty minutes of story. And then, like, 90 consecutive minutes of fight scenes. So this movie's not quite as bad as that. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, 20 minutes of story, 65 minutes of fights, and, like, 18 more minutes of story, right? Like, that's kind of how this this thing runs. Um, And that's okay, because it works. It it is what carries this movie forward. I would agree with that. I mean, it's... I did notice there was a lot of 
punching and a lot of things moving very quickly. A lot of electricity. <laughs> I do I do like how they show off his speed though. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. impressive. So it's so it's important to show off what he's doing because they want this to be the opposite of Superman. The antithesis. Yeah, they want this to be opposite of of the biggest person that's currently in the DC fran in the DC franchise that they have. They want him to be you know the counter to that point. So they want to show off how fast he actually is. How strong. That's why we get the slowdown scenes where he's still moving at normal at normal like everything to him is slowing down while he's moving quickly because. That's something that you see key in another one of these DC films when uh, in Justice League in um the last Justice League movie where they're all fighting against Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. You see Superman against the Flash, Wonder Woman, and, and Cyborg, and you see how he's just as fast as, if not faster than Flash. Well, when he can watch the Flash exactly. moving and yep. it scares him, he's just like, "What the?" <laughs> yep. Yeah. So uh, that's why I think that's why they do this here. But it, it's also a cool thing to see on screen. Yeah, sure. It translates well. It does, which is weird because. That that's got to be something hard mm-hmm. to to focus on through the animation style yep. and stuff. So. Yeah, I think that this movie is plagued by a few a, a few things though. As we lead into this, I don't like the fact that they tried to hide who Black Adam is. It doesn't make any sense. You put out a trailer for your movie. I've seen it. So like, why even go <laughs> through all? That. Well, like, why go through all of that? You could you know you can gain five minutes of something else somewhere else. You're not fooling anyone with the way that, you know, like they want you to believe this is the kid, you know, his son for a little bit mm-hmm. or for a while even. And for a little while, for most of the Most of the film. Yeah. And they even do it to where they make him seem super, very naive at times, yep. like he is a child. Sure. I think they just, I don't, I don't understand that choice. And that, and these, and these are things that I'm thinking of as I'm watching this film. It's like, I know this isn't the son. Why, why are they trying to tell me it's They're the son? They're playing it down to the. I just don't know why. Like I said, you made a trailer for your film. You know, you know, you know what you say in in that trailer. You announced that that, that your son gave up his life. Why do, are you even playing with this? Just give the film as as you need to give it, so that you can create something good here and have a lot of have more fun in the film. Because once once the heroes show up, this movie's a blast. Hawkman is great. Doctor Fate is fantastic. I I think he's the best thing in this so, film. So I, I will agree with you. Doctor Fate is great. Now, I will argue slightly against Hawkman, okay? And it's only because I don't... Look, I'm a comic book guy, too. Uh, Hawkman's an interesting character. Mm-hmm. This version of Hawkman that we get... I Listen, I love Aldous Hodge. Oh, yeah. He's great. I think he's great as the role of Hawkman. I don't think they did Hawkman. They make him seem like he's a bit of an idiot with the, the bad planning idea. Yeah, and I don't yeah, understand yeah. that because, listen, that's not him. True. You know, he's he's got the tech. He's a smart guy, mm-hmm. and he's just like, my only goal is to punch the shit out of this guy until he dies. I, I have a problem with that, though, because it all it does is exacerbate, like, Black Adam's going to beat him up. Um, and you can have Hawkman. No, listen, I'm, I'm making the whole thing where it's not the movie I wanted it to be. You didn't have to do the character like that and still could have accomplished it. You could have used Aldous Hodge better. Okay, that's fair. They pick Hawkman for a specific reason. They need... The non gray area good guy. For sure. This well, because he's as he, justice and he needs to be the truth and he justice needs to man. be the we don't kill people we're heroes guy because you can't you can't use any of the Justice League guys because then you got to bring other Justice League guys in. So like I think they chose him because that is who Hawkman is. He is the good guy. Yep. And we don't kill people because we are heroes. Even the bad guys get to live most to of the be, time to be opposite of Bladum. Sure. <laughs> but isn't that kind of like. Isn't that so? I mean, I've, I couldn't have been the only one. I'm going to ask the question because I'm the guy who doesn't sure, know. That's okay. But 
the parallels to the Marvel people. Mm-hmm. Were those were that so intentional? I don't know Doctor Fate. Parallels how? You, you Doctor so Fate and Doctor Strange, like uh, Hawkman and Captain America, like they're they're kind of personas and who they are. Like wow, I saw them in like. Well, one the, those comic book characters all derive from a, a core group of the same people yeah. sometimes. Yeah, and, and think of it this way. There's only so many superpowers. You know <laughs> okay, what I mean? Yeah. Point, but like, was it, <laughs> you think it's intentional that they, they're just like, you know what? People are going to say Doctor Strange, but that's who Doctor Fate is, so let's do it. Well, no, like, Doctor Fate's a very strong character, and that wasn't because they're both doctors, and they have yeah. very similar, similar, yeah. similar things. Yeah, but, but Doctor Fate's, like what Chris started to say, He's one of the best parts of this movie. Yeah, I think he's the most interesting character in he the is. movie. And Pierce Brosnan plays by, by far. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think there's so. almost like a l- like 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 a regalness to the way that he, like his character is and the way that Pierce like when Brosnan he's pulls watching him fight on the couch. And oh he's yeah, just like Ooh. beautiful. Yep, yep, hundred <laughs> percent. And then he like just I moves love that when scene. Flies by yep. And he just moves his chair. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I I think that that yeah it was that awesome, was perfect, and I I love that scene because of because of the way that that's played by him. Because, like, the fighting is whatever. It's, ha- it's been happening for 40 minutes now. Cool. Yeah. But, like, he <laughs> makes that better at that point. I did appreciate when Hawkman's like, so they did not have doors in your time. He's <laughs> like, of course we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> oh. And he's just like, oh. Yeah. Okay. I, to, to, to answer your question, though, so Black Adam, I believe, isn't even a DC original villain. I think he's a Marvel villain at first. He, is I think he really? His first, I think his, his first thing is, like, against Captain Marvel. So like and, and a lot of this happens when like as as DC became as like both these franchises became bigger like you, they course, yeah. started like grabbing rights to certain people but like you have these these universes they're separate but like you have like there's going to be there's only so many superpowers and Doctor Fate and Doctor Strange only share I think the like the fact that they have doctor in their title because while well, but they do a lot of very similar things. Is my thing. Things on screen. Okay, it well that's looks, what that's what I wanted to ask. There's not you. a lot of ways, yeah. like the, the converse is there's not a lot of ways to depict what they're doing besides that, like that almost that world bending reality thing. That they that, and that's how they portray that on the screen. Because if you like, if you ever like pick up a comic book for like Doctor Strange, you don't see all that mirror work and like like you do so yeah, much yeah. in the Marvel films. Cause that's how they can show that. That's what they currently have to like kind of like say, "Ooh, look how powerful he is." Ooh. And it's kind of the same for Doctor. Fate because Doctor Fate's got a very interesting thing. His thing is the predict the the curse of prediction and what he can see going forward. He well, can see the future. Well, that's the, that's what I love is how they played up that. Well, who's gonna die? Yeah, he, he knew the whole time. He yes. ab- I mean, it's the same with the Stark and oh yeah, Stark's like, is this the one time we win? Is yep. this it? Take yep. out, tell me this is it. He's like, if I tell you, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. But like, we we all knew there is a point where you clearly know who the one casualty is going to be, yeah. and it's very obvious. Oh, yeah. And, and I think I don't think they're going to hide that for two reasons. One, because it is obvious, and it does make sense for what they're building here. And two, because they probably couldn't get Pierce Brosnan for more than one film. Uh, no. So, you know well, what I mean? I was going to say, that's absolutely <laughs> it right there. Pierce yeah. is like... sad, because listen, I would have... Oh, yeah. What a character they could explore. I'd have watched him in three of his own films. Well, so he's... Uh, Doctor Fate has a part of some of the animated stuff, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And uh, they portray his character similar to how, how we see it here, but yeah. he's an interesting guy. Yeah. Uh, and, like, the another thing is we don't... Like, we haven't seen... Uh, what is it? Martian Manhunter? No. I've uh, not we, seen him. Which, which he's a huge person within, like, like the Justice League. But Doctor Fate, I think the closer we're going to get to that, because I think they're saving a character like that. Because you could easily have had him in place of Doctor Fate... But because of you know who they have available, they got Pierce Brosnan. That character makes more sense for what they're doing in this film because it is someone they can kind of like, you know, all right, this is really cool. We can throw him away though because they don't want to throw away Martian Manhunter. Nope. So like they would have, it would require them to write something different in that act than that third act. 
Well, but he works. Doctor Fate in this movie, I think, works, especially part yeah. of that the the Justice Squad that he's part of. Yeah, Justice Squad. Justice Squad. Yeah, he. I think. He, I mean, without Pierce, this movie's very different. Yeah, sure. And I think you're probably right. Well, he, when he said yes. Weird. Oh, he, shit, br- he brought got, gravitas and levity. Oh yeah, he did. because he he did. I'm like, sticking with Regal, man. He just he seemed like royalty sure, but Regal's good, but like he's got comedic moments. He in does. Here too. Yep. But like he also has this cool bro thing going on with Hawkman. Yeah, that's that's cool, man. He's his boy. Well, Pierce knows what he does. I mean, he brings a certain quality to the to the big screen that not many other actors can do. That decent job in building these relationships in one film too, because because that's all they had to make all this work. And I mean, like, and even even the other two characters, Cyclone and and Adam Smasher, (laughs) I enjoyed. You throw away one and throw away two. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, and that's fine. But like, they did what they're supposed to do because they. A DC film had some decent comedy in it too. Sure. When he when he when he smack when uh when that whole um, he smacked Hawkman when he smacks him out of the air. <laughs> I thought I I laughed in theater. I giggled. And then also the whole back and forth with you know you know what was it like you know when we when we get done or on we're the gonna, ship we're gonna have a talk. Yeah yeah you and, you and me that was you and me yeah he was saying you and me he did that a few times he does yeah, and, yeah. And, and it's a good callback and they even did the whole um, catchphrase thing with uh, Black Adam I did like and that when, did, dude, when he threw him the first time and he smashed he's like tell him the man I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> and like it was good comedy. It what they didn't drive. They didn't like pound it home like for like, in, like within like twenty minutes. They let that play a long game within its own film. Sure, and it and it bookends. You know what he does, and it works. You're like, uh, and it gives you that sense of ah, we've come full circle someplace, yeah. and it didn't suck. So because that's a common thing in DC. It matters. So the one thing that I do want to bring up that I think that they really dropped the ball on explaining. Okay, listen, there's magic in this movie, quite a bit of it. Mm-hmm. Magic is all through DC. Yes. Like it's not. It's not like there's just really Doctor Strange and a couple of small things. In Marvel. DC has embraced magic. Yep. Multiple people have magic. Um, the one thing that I have a problem with is they don't really explain Eternium, like really at all. Okay, and this is very important to Black Adam's story and to DC. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of like, well, some superpower mineral, and that's kind of all you get from it. There's Eternium's a lot of things. Well, like I, I found it funny that like. He gets hurt by the Eternium. Yep. And then it, you're like, oh, man, that's going to matter later on. Nope. And it never comes up no, again. No, and, they, and then and the bad guys use Eternium play. all the time. Yeah. It is like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, eh. It's almost like, not, it's not even missed opportunities. It's just like, why did you even why bother? bring it up? Exactly. Well, yeah. I may have some insight. I, again, I shouldn't have. Well, the crown. I, I, I recently talked, when I was out in L.A., I talked to one of the... You don't need the crown in this movie. When I was out in L.A., I talked to one Probably of the assistants not. from the producers. Uh, I sat down with... Um, he's a friend He's a friend of a friend, and he came to get coffee. And um, it was... This was a much longer movie. I the, believe it. The, oh, I, they've oh, cut yeah. down considerably. There's probably an hour plus yeah. somewhere. Yeah. I think... I think Seems to be a DC thing. It's so, fine. I like, accept that. It. I mean, with the cutting they did, stuff... I mean, that's hard to remove whole storylines and not have other things suffer, so... I think the explanation may have been in there because it seems like something that they wanted to explore and didn't. Mm-hmm. Here's the so thing. They touch on it. Yeah, here's the thing. The, the thing that hurts this movie the most is, I think, the woman, the, the woman's son. He makes no sense in this film. You know, that was going to be one of my next and questions I, to you, is I why is he in him. this? Like, I, I didn't even know why he was in it. I hate him. I'm glad he got paid for a role. But well, I, just, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like the fact he's in this film. But let's talk about that for a second. Is Do you think DC put him in there because they needed something for kids to relate to? Like, this comes down to the story I'm telling aspect. It's like, why do you think That's he's in That's actually there? not a bad call-out, because 
If you don't have him, the median age of all your people on screen at almost any given time is in their mid to late thirties. Yeah, that's sure. My point. So, but, like, I mean, but what what positive does he bring? He's, he's some weird nineties kid. Well, he's he's on a skateboard. Well, we just so skateboarding Pier- is cool, bro. Almost Dr. comically well, at times. Well, okay, so Pierce Brosnan's Doctor Fate brings the movie up. I think if anything, the kid brings it down. I agree with that because it's boring. Okay, like, I don't mind his mother so much. No, that's because fine. she's got she's. In the universe, she's got a reason to be there. So I have a theory about the kid, and it may actually come back to the much longer cut. So I think the better story that they didn't really talk about too much here, or what they, they only briefly touch on, is when we have Hawkman and Dr. Fate and them trying to negotiate with Black Adam like you have to come with us, and Mom brings up the, hey, look, you guys didn't give a shit about Condoc no. until... like. I think if they would have leaned into that imperialism story, yes, I think we get a better we get a better story no. out of that. But I think the kid is supposed to be a representation of part of that because he's growing up in this. And I think if there's probably more story that's cut out of him and how his life is because of how things are, I can absolutely see why that character was important to that version of this. And when they trim it down, all we get is him just being some like punk kid on a skateboard. Yeah, but you see, like I think that's I think that's a a flaw in this in like the way they've told this because you could then you could take out the crown you could take out that whole arc and just make black adam show up and be and have him be the asshole that he is sure you know what i mean he shows up and he starts killing kill, people for his people kill, killing this gang which again that kind of just goes away which doesn't make any sense why you why like it begins with that to be you know to begin with but like drop the crown and have him just show up and be an asshole. We don't have to worry about this crown thing that's going to happen. Just this, have him just an asshole beating pr- up other yeah. assholes. Like, hey, that's I'm, okay. I'm here. I'm a bad dude because I got powers and I'm pissed off about you know the circumstances. Yeah, you are wronging other people and I don't like you anyway. So yeah, you know what I mean. I'll just and, throw you into the and sun and let that kid be his catalyst to like you know okay maybe I do need to be something more maybe than just him, a rage well, maybe monster. tone him down a little bit. Also could humanize him, him. Also could remind him of his son. There's, well, there's yeah, more so play there. I got that vibe though. I, well, I did get that. Yeah, but they didn't lean into that though. They didn't. But you can de- listen. There are elements of that that are there clearly. Yeah. Well, yes. And I think you're right, though. The story about how, like, you know, you know, for 27 years we've been under siege under and you've been here. Yeah. That is a great, a great story. Yep. Uh, and uh, that would be more, in- far more interesting than anything we got. But they don't lean into that. It's just kind of like a, you know, it- it's something they use to keep them untrusting of of these people that did come to help in some way. Yeah. Keeps them untrusting and lets them, you know, let's. Black Adam be their savior instead of these guys. Sure. When they could have just leaned into it harder and had a much better story here. I thought that's what they were going to. I thought, I, I kept thinking to myself, why Listen, the liberation is of Condoc would have been a hell of a better story. I think so. Listen, 100%. even even still have your crazy weird demon people. That's okay. Good. <laughs> now see, like th- th- this is what I was talking about. How like how like this thing does like the eye rolly trope things. You have a sky beam. Hate sky beams at this point because they're in every goddamn superhero movie for no reason, and it wasn't even a point for that one. Thank you, Thor. Yeah, well, sky beam sucks. <laughs> and and then on I top love your passion for the anti sky beam. You guys don't understand. Like Chris just made like as gritted his teeth and like pointed at the sky. Like God damn it, I hate sky beam. And then you have the the faceless legion that shows up of your CGI thing, and and then the the nine year old boy who inspires the people to to rise up against the legion of. Melt, melty, fiery, undead, skeleton dudes, weapon wielding yeah. warriors. Those people are gonna cry in a corner and hope to God they don't get slaughtered. Also, no one has guns, right? Especially in this place. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> like, please note that was not Grace. There are guns here, hundred percent. Well, th- that's that's also like, but if you're not gonna do anything with it, then don't, then just 
give give the time to some, something else. Again, it feels like there's three different like like stories they wanted to tell, and they're like, oh well, we got to have them doing something too. Yeah. But like, the, you don't because that was the most eye-rolling parts of the movie was when when the mother and the son are fighting the skeleton army together. And it's like, are you okay, son? Yeah, mom. <laughs> As he kills another skeleton. Give this man an Oscar. That's <laughs> irritating. Because well, it's that stupid. Becomes, well, it, 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 it takes away from the positives that I've got from your movie earlier. Because you just haven't leaned into one story. You, you're telling all these angles that aren't necessary. And it does dampen your movie. I can see why the scores for this are split. And it hurts me because I do believe this movie is better than the scores it got on sure. one side of that spectrum. I do. There's there's less appreciation for what this film is actually going to do for DC if they continue on this path because it is fun. Mm-hmm. Because the and that fun movie, matters. Fun exactly. fucking matters. When they're fighting, all of them, it's when they're fighting like that, it's great. It's it's entertaining. There's comedy that they build into it. You have characters that are that, that are kind of don't matter in there, like you said, throw away throw one, one and throw away but two. They have moments that are cool. I feel the worst for Cyclone. I think she could have got more love. But like you have you have Hawkman and you have Doctor Fate in there, and it leads to a to a, a great character moment for them. And then you have Black Adam that has his moment and then does rise up in his own movie. Sure. And you know, and where you end up with the throne scene where he he bust down that throne because it doesn't because you know how how does it feel and he says wrong i was ready for that line it was predictable it was good still felt good when it happened on screen it was like you know this is a character you created and i like the way this looks yeah and that's that's where this ends up and you don't need waller in this movie why is she here well so well that's that's a through line though from point a to point b in the long game here's the thing it doesn't make any sense though she doesn't have this many favors Favors of Colin. She her hand isn't in this many things. Well, let, let me. It's ask just you. it's just current DC Studios. Well, through line. Counterpoint to that question is well, but if they're trying to salvage something from the past, then she's not a bad character to do it with. So I wanted to ask you about That's true. Val Davis, Amanda Waller, Jimon from Shazam mm-hmm. is in it. Very, very yeah. short role, yeah, yeah. but he's in it. Well, he's well, important. He's integral. That, he's that's important. <laughs> well, small but yeah. very important yeah. part. So they are trying to salvage something from the past. That yeah. much is very obvious, and she doesn't. It depends on the hierarchy of because can are we you should, we want to talk about the the credit after the we post can. credit scene yeah it's yeah. been too Henry Cavill as Superman yeah pretty much coming coming in and saying he's like I'm coming to check on things hey yeah. man but how's like, it going like without, I might whip your ass if I got to so yeah. It, yeah, that you don't need Amanda Waller for him to do that though. but here's the thing that that says to me the way the order in which we got things says they prioritized Superman over everybody else and they said well. Now it quite doesn't make any sense. We have to have a reason why he's there. Let's file Davis. Yeah. We, can you give us two, two, two days, $2 million? Two days. Which I think is weak, though, is, is, is my point to it, because I think it cheapens the movie. Well, but I think what studios, I think, I'm trying to play devil's advocate Should have used you. Peacemaker. Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> Waller has, his, has her hand there. She right? does. So she, that makes because sense. That's suicide, because that's Suicide Squad stuff. So. Yeah. But here. Well, even it, even it's, it's standalone. But show. like I think, I mean, you and I argue quite a bit about one thing we, you and I rarely see eye to eye on when we talk about these movies is like, is um, connectability. And like, I think the studio is always going to choose connectability over anything else because that's what you, I mean, people feel good. I'm like, oh, I remember that. But like. You shouldn't be appealing to the guys who watch seven movies a year, and six of those movies are are, are DC are yeah. superhero films. You shouldn't appeal to them. I think, which is why she's in this movie. While, while we're on the on the on this area, though, I think that showing, I think the Superman play here, I think is terribly pre- premature, though. I think it I hurt, agree. With I think you. it hurts because so here's the thing. I agree. I think 
a certain person wanted that to happen. And don't get me wrong, good for good for this franchise as it stands right now. Dwayne, yes, the Rock I, Johnson. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think and I think it was to make more buzz for the movie, to make it sell more. I get that, but I it was spoiled to me that he's there before I got to see the movie. Yep. So it kind it kind of it it kind of couldn't hurt keep that, that one under me. wraps, and that was a rough one. Well, I think they didn't keep wraps on purpose because I think they wanted to make buzz for it to see what was going to to. Okay, uh, you know I can see that that unintentionally here, like here's the thing. Stop when you're in danger. Now thing. you've taken away that tension of that buildup of when they're going to finally meet. Because now, because well, now in your now now in Bladum two, you know. <laughs> Superman already knows he exists. It's kind of like you're just okay. When he's going to show up? There's no, you know, these two meet for the first time, lock eyes, and it's like, oh, you're kind of powerful. So, oh, so are you, kind of thing. And you have that standoff moment. They've kind of already had that, like, on a side screen. So it's like you don't have that build up. Now it's like, okay, they've already met. So now, when, when do they? When do they finally fight? When do they meet again? You don't have that build up of like, ooh, what's going to happen in this film when they finally get to see each other for the first time? So I have a counterpoint to that. Mm-hmm. What if it's not Superman they want to set that up for? It's got to be Shazam. Because look, that's a good point. It has to happen. Black Adam was never Shazam's villain to begin with, uh, though. I, but but I, he, he, but he is. Here's, though, yeah. But here's the thing: they have to interact. Like there's no way that their lines do not cross. Yeah, but then, but then, and the listen, end, they got shit to talk about. True, true. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then in the end, you still have you still have Big Daddy Clark Kent. That's that's you know you always know is well, there above them. Can I talk about another through line from other movies? Yeah. Do you remember the through line from the original Shazam? Now you don't see Cavill's face, but remember when he shows up? Superman's there. Yeah. To go to lunch with the other kids. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that callback. Now, albeit a little bit in a different circumstance, yeah. stays through through the Shazam part of that, that okay. universe. Yeah, and if, and if it's all canon, he's now met both of these people. That's that what I mean. Powers. That's yes. It, you have to assume that that is part of it. And look, Shazam's movie is coming yeah. relatively soon. Mm-hmm. What is it? March? Yeah, or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So late February, early March. Yeah. I wouldn't now listen. I don't think it'll be nearly as like, oh my god, they're Superman. It'll be like, well, shit, there's him and Shazam. And now they have to. They're going to be like, huh, interesting. Because, listen, Billy has no problem saying Shazam and going back to Billy. Yeah. Where Adam doesn't say it. So, funny enough, that's how he dies originally. Like in the lore? Yeah. Like, like, like the first time he's he's defeated, uh, they, they get him to say Shazam, and he's age, he ages 5,000 years instantly. Because your original oh, body ages still. Makes sense. So, it's like... It's like he turns to dust or some shit. So it's like it's interesting that they didn't do that with this, mm-hmm. but maybe they're saying that he was in like suspension because he was in that prison or whatever. So maybe that's how they're getting around it. But it's it's going to be neat seeing all this tied together if they do a good job with it. And I'm excited that this movie was fun enough to where it's like I'm ready to see more. Well, so uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, Chris, personally, because you weren't a big fan of Shazam. I'm not. No. So you're not. It's okay. But like I like Shazam. And okay, now, yeah. The through the one thing that I want to connect from one movie is both of those movies are fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which they have been fairly successful yeah. DC movies, which is, and the connection I want to make here is with the lore of Shazam, which is even by comic book standards is kind of out there. Yeah. That both of these movies end up being semi believable in a comic book realm is impressive. Yeah. Um, because the magic that. is the same. Yeah. Listen, it's different people, different time frame, but the magic used to make them both is the same type. Um, and I think it's important for DC to continue with that line. So, but the thing is with Adam, where Shazam is now split between all his family, mm-hmm. Adam has all of those in him. True. So, whenever they get back together, Shazam has to have everybody back into him. 
That's got to be a thing. Which they might do because I think I think remember all the letters stand for something. They do. I think they made a mistake in the first Shazam spreading that out amongst his. That fa- should have been in the second movie. Yeah, yes. well, like them doing that and making that like a permanent thing almost. I think they know that's a mistake because, like, you know, Toretto family, whatever the fuck they're doing. I like, like the Toretto reference in the thing. <laughs> and that fucking, it's, true. it's funny. True. But, like, I think I think they made a mistake in, in the first Shazam movie by doing that, and I think they know that. So mm-hmm. I think by the end of the Shazam 2, I think you're going to have everybody back into him. Yes. Because they, they, they played that card way too early to just have a, a nice movie moment yep. to fight seven demons because that's what Hollywood does. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's it's but it's also a bunch of people who don't have any idea how to be creative, tell a story, making creative decisions. I think they're finding people that give a shit, whether it be at all levels of the movie making process. Now you have an executive producer that gives a damn. You have an actor in the same person that gives a damn. And I think well, they all. I think they all give a damn. I just think it's a matter of the people producing Listen, understanding there's, there's, the material. Not a couple, everybody. A couple gives of those a movies damn. got mailed in. Well, no, but I think it's. I just think that the people in charge don't understand the material, well, which is what maybe, I think they, they do. Know. Which is what uh, I think the problem again, with video game movies largely yeah, is. Again, I think you're finally getting people that that care about the product that they're being a part of instead of just caring about the money that the product can make. I think that's well, important. yeah. So that's there's a, there's point. a line there to be drawn for sure. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So let me ask a consensus because it's about time to wrap yeah. this one mm-hmm. up. So overall, do we all generally like this movie? Sounds like you might like it a little bit more than I really wouldn't have expected. True, but yeah, I thought you were. I thought you were going to be able to trash this film. There's some interesting ideas here that I think a sequel could really build on, especially okay. with the Cavill appearance. I, did, I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. I remember he said it, but I didn't remember. I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't like fiendishly like. Oh no, I know there's Cavill. Like yeah. I, I'd forgotten about it. So when he came, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And it's semi-organic at the end. Too. It is. It is. Well, because because there's no, there's nothing that pulls in there besides the fact that you know like you know like Waller. He, he, well, yeah, but he wants to go check it out at this point, sure. which is fine. I mean, you Hawkman would say something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got a through line to Superman. If, if I'm upset about anything, it's and, and I do love a noble sacrifice, which. Pierce's character oh, gives us. Oh yeah, you fucking cried in the theater, didn't you? No, I didn't. But I, 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 I loved it. But like, <laughs> I'm, I'm also Brosnan? upset that we can't. We're not going to get any more of Doctor Fate. Yeah. Pierce's Doctor Fate. I don't know about that either. The, the really? How would he come back? The, he's, the helmet's out there still. The helmet's still there. Is the is, is the helmet the, the character? The helmet. It's out there. But like, is is had the, the helmet the character? It's a big part of it. <laughs> Fair, okay. Well, I didn't. I mean, I didn't get pick that up. But I, I, that's one thing I like. I loved Pierce in this yeah. movie. Like, he's by he's far great. my favorite movie. He's one of the best parts of this movie. I agree. So let's move into scoring it then. Okay. I'll go first if you guys don't mind. Yeah, that's fine. So, listen, um, I did like this movie. I really, mm-hmm. truly do. Um, this movie is not the strongest story that they have ever told on screen. Now, I'm willing to forgive it. It's The Rock, and it's they're smashing and explosions, and the story is okay. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it. I like a movie where the story is the weakest part, but it, it, it is. But it anim- it's, looks good. It's animated good. And for once, it seems like the actors all gave a shit. And yeah. listen, that's important here. Yep. Nobody's mailing it in. Um, it, it draws a line to continue some stories from DC that I thought were dead, and that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, now listen, it's not Wonder Woman 1. I would probably slot this below... What I bl- I'd still slot this below Aquaman as an overall movie. I would. Now, that being said, I think this movie's... It's very fair. It's a six. Um, it's nothing to write home about. I will be more ex- more than excited to watch it when it's available for me to watch it at home. Um, but if there's a bit, if there's a little bit longer cut out here, I'm okay with it because they cut parts of the story that probably needed to have been told here. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought for sure this movie was going to be three hours long. I really, truly did. 
and it's not. It's only like a tight two, and yep. that's that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's a six for me. Okay, um, I'll go second. I, I'm I'm just a step below you. I'm okay. I'm I'm at a um I'm at a five point five at this one. Ooh. It's it's just above average, but you know, and like all the all the things I don't like about this movie, all all of its my perceived shortcomings of it, isn't enough to bring it you know to where it's not it's not recommendable like this movie's fun and it is and it's it's okay to to see the movie and all of its flaws and still go yeah but i liked it and i think that's where i'm at with this movie and i'm excited to see what they do with things going forward they did a good job setting things up and i am interested to see what goes forward from here because up until this point besides maybe the new batman that came out i haven't been excited to see what's next for dc it's always been kind of a "Eh, it's another dc film I'm excited to see what story they tell next. Now that they're beginning to weave this back together. Uh, me, I'm, a, I'm I'm at six, six and a half. Okay. I there's some good ideas here, not executed wonderfully, but there's some good, promising pillars to build on. Which for DC, that's it's not something you can say a lot of ever. And it's, I mean, I think the first one, one was a goddamn nine. I really do. I think the, it's I a great think, movie. It's a damn good film. I think that's the best. I think you might have two to contend with in the Marvel Universe, but I don't think there's anything else that comes close. But that's just my personal... I know that yeah. personal opinion changes. You like Aquaman more than I liked Aquaman. Well, Aquaman was fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know. I totally agree with you. And I it just, actually, so here's the thing. The weird fish guy actually told a, a very coherent story. It's true. It was very linear. The weird fish guy. Well, am I wrong? No, you're, you're not. I actually read an article on what James Cameron's Aquaman would have been <laughs> Good. with Vinny Chase. But no, that's, Hilarious. that's interesting, too. But I, I was really impressed by this movie and how much it didn't suck. And that's kind of all you can ask for at this point. So I was tinkering between that and a seven. But if I'm saying a seven, I'm saying absolutely. As good as Joker? I knew you were going to say that. That's <laughs> I'm never going to live that down ever. But Related property. I think a seven is you're telling someone... No, no, no. You need to make that in the next two weeks a priority. And while I think Black Adam is that, I have a hard because a lot of people are like, "No, it's DC. Why would I?" Like, I, I can't. Well, they give it they that dug that arms. hole themselves, though. Yes. Oh, they sure did. But I'm surprised. I'm actually very surprised how little money this is making in a week. I, I expect this to be at the four hundred million dollar mark by now, and it's only at two fifty. I'm just surprised. That, I mean, but it, that's a strong number for DC. It yeah, really, I was say. Just, for DC, well, but given the, the budget of this, must have been close to two hundred. Yeah, I, so. I don't doubt that. But here's the thing: I, I think they're playing the long game. Finally, I think the Rock's look, willing. I think Dwayne Johnson's willing to look at this and say, "All right, let's get the next one going." You know what I mean? Instead of I agree, instead I agree. Of panic ensuing because it doesn't because didn't do well. Break, the course correcting break the billion mark. You yeah, know what it's I mean? just. He said, "I got a three day. I got three movie contract. Let's yeah. go." Yep. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Start pumping down I now, got boys. three solos and two appearances. Let's better make it <laughs> fucking work. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'm surprised. I'm I'm happy that we all kind of were in the same. We're within a point yeah. and a half away. So I'm yeah. very happy about that. Yeah. Go all right, gentlemen. Movie. It's decent. This has been episode 300A of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday on at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. But more importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always post things on social media. Facebook and Twitter, and check us out on YouTube. Still have a presence there. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Much to Roger's Chagrin, Pray for the Devil, and All Quiet on the Western Front from Netflix. Hmm.